about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who gives? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. (laughs) The earth is flat. How about that? Coming in hot. You rapping? They've all been lies. Don't listen to NASA. <laughs> so we've gone, been gone for about a month and a half or more. I don't even know. I know. Should I look up the last time we recorded? We're back and uh, Ross is now. I'm a flat earther. She's got a tinfoil hat on over there. I have come to acknowledge the truth. I won't be silenced. And I found my flat gang. She also returned her vaccine. She went (laughs) to the vaccine (gasps) site and poured a pint of her own blood on the bus stoop right outside Knickerbocker Avenue and was like, take back the vax. Take back the vax. I also, um, I've been using the universal antidote, uh, Dr. Bronner's. Yeah. uh, And just, I'm, I'm ingesting it. In yeah. a multitude of ways. No, to see not if even I can... diluting it. Just a one to one full octane. Cleansing my insides. Uh, trying to get the vax out. Trying to get the jab out. You also have to swallow the Invermectin pills with Dr. Bronner's to get it to work. Invermectin is the, um, the, the tranquilizer. Cure, it's the cure for the cure, But it's, uh, it's some sort of veterinary it pill. Gets, it gets worms out of horses. Apparently horses... <laughs> Need to need to be dewormed. I think most animals need to be dewormed or have a worm situation. Worms find a way. Like if you were to take a dump on the street and just let it sit there and bake in the sun, yeah, get they... rained on, go through a season or two. When you go back to that pile, there will be little fingerlings of worms but just kind of they... springing in and out. Did they come from the poop? Like, do they, are they created from the fecal matter? The worms and the horses? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, Those worms are probably in their digestive tract, like tapeworms. Flat earth. It's real. Um, No, we're just joking. This is a comedy podcast. We don't believe the earth is flat. Join join the truth movement. Welcome, everyone to the show this is the who cares podcast i'm ross and i'm patrick and who cares who gives a shit we do (laughs) about some things yeah and what what do you care about today what do you really what's got your uh, heart pumping what's got your blood pumping what's really grinding my gears as of late which has got my heart pumping yeah is how capitalism is the devil. Yeah. And we're all just... I saw your Instagram story today. We're grinding. We're Let's, grinding for nothing. Why don't you read read your little little story it post? It was just a regram that yeah, yeah. I found from somebody but else. It, I found it to be very true and honest. And I got a lot of comments. If me from my 20s and 30s read that, I'd be like, sounds like somebody doesn't want to work. Yeah, sounds like somebody's lazy. Sounds like somebody doesn't want to make money. Internalized capitalism looks like one these are bullet points feeling guilty for resting two your self-worth is largely based on doing well in your career three placing productivity before health four believing that hard work 
equals happiness. Five, feeling lazy even when you're experiencing pain, trauma, or adversity. Six, using busyness as a way to avoid your needs. Yeah. Let that sink in. Internalized capitalism. I, I wish it was like internalized capitalism. I guess I don't really know what internalized means. I, I almost wonder if the word is like pathological capitalism. Like, sure, I think that works too. Like capitalism that's making you sick or making you unwell. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we live in a hustle culture where on social meds, if you're not sharing about your next your biggest victory or your most recent victory and your next challenge and what you're hyped for. Yeah. Maybe you're not doing enough. Yeah. Something that um, one of my, you know, liberal witches posted a while ago too was something about like homework being part of capitalism also that it's like you've been, you were at school all day for eight hours and like, not even home is safe. Like you have to go home and like do more work. Yeah. And that like really resonated with me where I was like, yeah, I was just, we were in school for so many hours that we had to go home and do more work. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like there's gotta be a better way. I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking about all the different layers of how our society is set up to just like make us good worker bees basically. Yeah. And like, it's not about taking care of people and helping people. It's about just like. And the jobs that are about taking care of people and helping people pay are, the worst are terribly underpaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it just. Yeah. So <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, it's hard because it's like I do I do think like the right kind of homework or the right kind of working hard or the right kind of, you know, hustling whatever there's like a there is a a sweet spot where it's like sure. yeah, I feel engaged in my life creatively or I feel like I'm learning something new or I feel like uh this job is a great fit like it matches my my passions or my gifts and what I can provide and how I can be of service, but it also pays my bills and helps me take care of my family, etc. So there are like things that can be in total alignment and work in the capitalist structure, sure. but they're so rare. Well, and it's like both can be true, right? You know, it can be like soul sucking in this like systemic way, but then of course there's going to be times where you're like, Oh, everything's in alignment. Like, I feel secure and I'm like being productive or creative and that makes me feel good. And I'm like paying my bills and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, there is, it's, we're getting deep and heavy right at the top here, but I'm just, these are the things that have been on my mind a lot lately of like, it's all just connected to like white supremacy and patriarchal values and capitalism and just like produce money hierarchies like it's just such a fucking racket and and it's so ingrained in us consume and spend then slave away build up some debt and we're just set up like i guess i'm i'm in like some sort of phase where i was saying this to my therapist actually i feel like when i was in college 
I like where so many of us, maybe you did as well, go through this phase of like your mind is being blown for the first time in these sort of like academic ways where it was like feminism was presented to me and like finding things that I could talk about and relate to in this academic way that I didn't know I was capable of noticing the issues in the world in like from a different lens and like these ways that I've been kind of like manipulated and lied to by society that I like was not aware of you like I like woke up to that like for example the male gaze is like an academic term mm -hmm. that was like introduced to me in college and like all of a sudden I'm like running around town being like well that's male gaze and that's male gaze and that's another male gaze <laughs> like, yeah. and like losing my mind a little bit and being overwhelmed by it. But it was just like, because I felt like I had like, you know, yeah, I take, I, I took the, the wake up pill, you right. know? And I feel like that's going on for me and has been for the past, you know, year and a half now with having a baby and the pandemic and everything, yeah. which is going on for a lot of us, yeah. obviously. Uh, but just, Really, like thinking I was so liberal and understanding of all the nonsense that goes on in the world, but it's like the layers of the onion like continue to be peeled back of just how fucking insidious all these like dark parts of society and specifically American society are have affected us like our yeah. whole lives. Like you just can't separate a lot of... You can separate, but it's like the waking up of like, oh, wow, like I felt all these different kinds of ways growing up because like I was I'm a product of like consumer capitalist culture where mm -hmm. I just like fucking want things to make me feel better. Yeah. So I was telling Luke yesterday, Luke, our hairstylist, we both got our hair cut by Luke yesterday. <laughs> yes. And we feel and look great during my session with luke i was telling him about uh i was working in another town for a few weeks and it was like a third tier city i guess you might say maybe fourth tier i don't even know what that means but a small <laughs> city and several times i went out to different restaurants or places to pick something up or do whatever and i think three different times there was a sign in the door sorry closed short staffed mm. uh because people you know, they're, they're, the pandemic has affected the way people are working and the things they agree to do for work and for money. And I was saying to Luke how I think it's such a cool, interesting time because hopefully, like, people uh, who have to take those jobs can realize the power they have and organize in some way. Like, I say, fuck this, like, federal minimum wage thing or you know minimum wage fight that's been going on for years let's all just come together and say like we're not doing any of these jobs for less than twenty dollars an hour yeah. like we need livable wages to take these shit jobs and i hope the thousands and thousands of people who will need to go back to those jobs after the unemployment stuff is totally done can can kind of rally together in some way because I fucking, I, you know, it sucked in the moment to like not be able to get Chipotle or whatever, but like <laughs> there was something really cool about like people just saying, fuck no, I'm not doing that job for $8 an hour yeah, or yeah. whatever it is. It's like, cause I, I feel so lucky. I was in the way I was saying it to Luke is like, you have this skill 
like to cut hair you can command these rates that you mm-hmm. get you deserve it because you're in a position where you can negotiate that and so many unskilled workers have no power of negotiation well they think they have no power of negotiation because these corporations say yeah if you you, you can un- work with us and unskilled in in quotes yeah <clears throat> uh these corporations say yeah we'll hire you but like just so you know like it's like nine dollars an hour or whatever and this like some states minimum wages are insane and also we won't give you full-time hours because we're not going to give you benefits so uh take it or leave it this is the job we're offering and i hope enjoy the poverty you've already been living in and now you just have to work harder to stay in it and like and people are i think a lot of like regular people who have like come a long way in their lives like like honestly if i heard myself saying this when i was in my 20s i'd be like well I took those jobs and I worked for that low amount of money. And now look at me, I got a skill and I've been able to negotiate really good money. And like, everyone should just do that. And, and if, and if we, if these people start getting paid $20 an hour, then I'm going to have to pay $10 for a Big Mac and fuck that. That's not fair. And that's actually, that could happen if McDonald's were idiots, but really if McDonald's was smart and they wanted to pay people livable wages and create a loyal workforce and then pay their fucking ceos way less in bonuses then they could have like a brand that people would actually fall in love with in a meaningful way like i haven't enjoyed mcdonald's in years anytime i'm eating it have we hate fucked it just the other day i just hate fucked a large milkshake a fish fillet (laughs) and a cheeseburger while driving with my goddamn knee putting my whole family's lives at risk hating every ounce of it he did a cheeseburger and a fish fillet and a large chocolate shake (laughs) Like, these are not things you would think to put together, but... They're not even putting milk in there. It's like, what is that acidic <laughs> chemical mix? The, the, the fucking, uh, like, is the, is the whipped cream just, like, flame retardant? Yes. Like, they're just spraying yes. that inside walls? Is yes. it insulation? FDA approved. Because it burns <laughs> my whole system for the rest of the day. Like, I get the, well, and the other sugar options. hit, and it's not even sugar. It's probably high fructose corn syrup. Aspartame, something. Yeah. And the other option was Subway, so it's like yoga mats or, you know. Chemicals. Chemicals. Or chemical <laughs> fire. Or, or leftover <laughs> Agent Orange from Vietnam. Oh, you just have to laugh, you know? So, yes, I thank God we didn't date in your 20s. And I'll, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I like I am I there is a part there's parts of me that does subscribe to like hard work. If you whatever you want in life, you can get with hard work. And I can get that because I look the way I look and yes. I live in a society that allows people like me to work hard and and receive so i will acknowledge that correct Uh, your hard work will equate to a b and c yeah uh so i i I, where was i gonna go when i said that oh you said you hate would hate me in my 20s so i still do feel like there is such a thing as individual responsibility and we just gotta you know you gotta go for what you want uh and i i just I guess what I'm trying to get around to saying is these shit jobs, I think uh, they can be a place where a person can like 
be proud of like having that job and like, yeah, I work at this restaurant and I like the customers and I make a pretty decent check each week and feed my family with it. And, uh, it becomes like a community thing. But now it's like, man, people working those jobs are just like grinding. And they're treated so terribly. They get no, like there's just the risk reward ratio is like completely off. And And it's never, well, it is for some people, I guess, but I was going to say it's like never that's their job. It's like that's one of four jobs they have to try to feed their kid or whatever. And like also so many fast food jobs, like we're going to pay you garbage. And then if you want to eat our food, you can have like one thing. You can pick one thing. And you probably have to pay for it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's just... It's a bit of like disillusionment going on and like. Yeah, money is meaningless is what I think the pandemic has taught us. Like, you know, these these companies say, well, we like we can only afford to pay this amount or the the government saying we can only, um, you know, we can only uh we can only pay out this this at this unemployment rate or like we can only take this amount of taxes from these people and then like it's all made up yeah it's like well where are these where where's this six hundred dollars a week coming from like that's like saving people's lives like if that can happen then what else (sighs) what else can happen and yeah it's just and it's like thinking about my own complicity and what can I do differently and how much effort am I willing to put into changing how I live or just continuing to be a cog and bitching about it? You know, it's just, it's complicated. It's complicated and it's upsetting and exhausting. Mm. And I'm a privileged white lady. So I can only imagine how much more exhausting it is for someone who is not that. Yeah. So those are our jokes this week. I hope. (laughs) Who cares about depression? Well, now you do. You feel me, right, viewer? That's like we're not even getting into international upheavals. My God, I can't take it. I can't. Take it! <laughs> What's the international one of the day? Oh, I was just listening, you know, to how the Taliban has put all of their, like, old so-and-sos from the mm. 90s in charge of their government, but mm. are, like, trying to act like, we different now, yeah. babies. Don't worry about it. We ain't gonna close all your girls' schools. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we respect women now in the Taliban. Yeah, it's just, ugh. And our country's complicity in it and leaving people behind and it's just it's all too much so i stare into the eyes of my baby daughter and i think what privilege this little blonde baby will have will she do good in the world (laughs) is that share yeah it's actually a deep cut on one of her older albums like right after she left Sunny, and um because she too had a blonde hair blue-eyed daughter who then you know realized that they were actually in fact a man 
mm. named, named Chaz. Yeah. So, just so, stare into the do- into the eyes of your your privileged blonde haired blue eyed daughter and think to yourself, how will it end? Pack your doomsday bag. <laughs> We're derobing here in the Who Cares headquarters. We got to record without AC. There's no windows. I'm down to my undies. Patrick's doing shirtless pants on. Ooh. This sucks in here. It's so fucking hot. Um, We also, we're also pretty hot and bothered because we what? We fucked it. Oh, we sure did. We had a very productive morning. We got up. We fed our child. We, or not our child, our child. We played with her for a while. We put her down for a nap. We took a mini nap, fucked it, both took showers, all before like 11 a.m. Yeah. That's called being a parent. Yeah, okay? I, went, I went in. I started my a day. Sexual parent. <laughs> Hi, welcome to sexual parent. <laughs> That's probably a problem. <laughs> Could be w- misconstrued into a lot of different things. Sorry, I need to look at these texts. Uh, the texts are coming through. The calls are coming from inside the house, and the texts are coming through. Uh, we have Peggy in the studio today. Peggy, anything to say? Peg? Poor Peg. Anything? No? Okay. All right. Well, you let us know. She lifted her head. Looked adorable with her puppy dog eyes, set her head back down and was like, it's fucking hot in here. Why did you guys bring me here today? Um, What else am I up to? Well, <laughs> was that good vamping? Yeah, that was great. Um, Anything you want to talk about? Well, I was going to say we could vaguely talk about our last month. Oh, about um, hell on earth? <laughs> yeah would you like to talk would you um, like to get into our own personal well i'll hell? just set up some parameters for ha- what we can talk about and we, how we can talk we about must. it must uh so i had to work one of my jobs out of town uh and oddly enough a song we've been singing around the house a lot lately that fran seems to love is i, I don't want to work, work. I, I just want to bang on this drum, drum all day. day. But we fill in drum with tambourine, trash can, etc. Yeah. Go on. Uh, <laughs> which, is that a Todd Rundgren song? No idea. Dave, who sang Dave, that song? Dave, are you going crazy right now? My brother loses his GD mind when we like say the wrong band about a song vice versa so he's on the other end of listening to this on the other end of his airpods thinking to himself that's it (laughs) go on honey so we i took a job uh far away for for 21 days i was alone i was alone for what half of it about 10 days yeah and then Ross, Peggy Pickles, Franny Sue, Babysitter Nico, all took the trip to join Father. <laughs> to join Faja. To move into a one-bedroom hotel suite. What a fucking dump. So that I could have access to my family and to the people who fill my whore. Yeah, okay? you gotta fill your whore, especially on a gig like that. 
so the gig was very challenging in all possible ways but i guess we should just talk about the hotel challenges (laughs) there's so much we could talk about with this job but we just can't well okay first so many ndas have been signed ndas have been signed uh and I won't even name the hotel, but there is a hotel. I also don't want to name the town. I know, I know, The I know. area, the general. I will think deeply before I just start rattling. Yeah. Okay. But, so this hotel has one bedroom suites. Think about what that could mean. How many hotels do you know that have a suite? <laughs> anyway, so we go to this hotel. Where everything's upside down. It is the upside down. Gaslighting is number one. <laughs> Our customer service policy is you're going to get gaslit. <laughs> Mind you. Okay. So you had been gone. I was taking care of the children. I was not doing any of my styling work. I did have Nico many days help me during the day so I could at least like go out and like tend to things. Um, we were FaceTiming morning and night. Yes. Usually very sweet. But toward the end, there were lots of tears. What? With Fran? You. you we had some crying phone calls. Really? Yeah. At my solo Oh, time? it was around because one of our, our backup sitter had a health scare. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we had like a momentary like covid adjacent scare and it was like the second one of that week and it was the day before we were planning to join you on a yeah. on a five-hour car ride and i had to pack everything myself it's like the first time i was having to like pack everything myself make sure that like everything got into the car preparing for this long trip and i was going to use that day then she had to leave early And I just, I was so tired. I was at my wit's end. I was dreading packing anyway. And then it was just like, it was just too much. I hit the wall. Oh, also I got my period. Yeah. So it was just a lot. And then we got our shit together. I managed to like get us out the door. Nico, babysitter extraordinaire, accompanied me, which I could not have done without her. I could not have managed Fran and Doc. Because Fran, let me tell you something about Fran. Fran has a lot of energy and a lot of opinions. And I think there are kids that maybe are more low-key, albeit maybe not as fun, but maybe a little more low-key, okay? She needs all hands on deck. Have you ever been to the rodeo? (laughs) You know that part where the cowboy is like not on the Bronco yet? Mm-hmm. Are they Broncos? Bucking Broncos? Sure, yeah. The bull? Whatever. He's just on foot. Yeah. Because the animal is in a cage. <laughs> and while the animal's in a cage, it's getting riled up. Yes. I think they actually, yes. I think they do something to rile them up. Yes. They get them like excited. That, that is what the car seat is. N- hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Let okay, me okay. finish my metaphor I'm here. I'm so sorry. The cowboy is going to get like this... The animal's in the cage ready to fight, to thrash, <laughs> to thrash, to move, to jump, to hop, to Fran is the animal swing its this, hips. Right? Okay. Yes. Fran is the animal. The cage. Franimal. The, the cage is your womb. So for <laughs> I, nine months, she was in there I just see. getting fired up, 
she emerged and she hasn't stopped bucking like a bronco since and, and she in was fact bucking in there. she's just getting stronger yeah and more powerful each day with every passing day the bucking does not stop here it's getting worse and worse the so, buck never stops buck never stops so but we made it and honestly she did great Peggy has a bit of a vomiting situation now in the car. <laughs> I, I'm sure we must have covered that in the yeah, last couple episodes. I won't episodes. go further, but you know, there's a lot of ins and outs, okay? So a lot of orifices. Oh, and Between also... Between one dog and one baby, that's like four orifices yeah, right vomiting, there. vomiting, shitting, pissing, you know, be, need to be fed. Oh yeah, I guess that's six. So we arrive safe and sound. We did it, but you were you were not there waiting for us you had to be at work so there was also that element of just like arriving like the job was not done i get the the hotel cart load all that shit up i don't realize that our hotel room is at the other end so i'm like pushing it down this long ass hallway it's chaotic okay fran's also like she's fresh out the car so she like needs to stretch her legs and her vocal cords okay yes um so whatever we get into the room we're managing you show up very shortly afterwards now i've been one thing i love about a hotel is a hot tub yeah. okay and i've got some serious neck things going on i just went to the orthopedist yesterday i'm getting an mri next month your girl needs a hot tub okay mm-hmm. after a long medically medically. <laughs> medically i actually told my physical therapist before i was going i was like there's a hot tub at this hotel, so at least there's that. And she was like, oh, you really need that. Like, the professionals yeah. have weighed in, okay? Yeah. You've been prescribed a hot tub. I've been prescribed a hot tub. They got their little pad out, and they were like, I'm... <sighs> so I that was like the one thing I was looking forward to where I was like, at night, once Fran's in bed, I can just pop down to the hot tub for a little bit. So like the next day, I go downstairs during Fran's nap. I'm going to go pop into that hot tub. I'm like... That's interesting. It's cold. The hot tub's cold. That's interesting. Then I touched the pool. I'm like, whoa, pool's hot. We got a hot pool and a cold hot tub. We got a hot pool and a cold hot tub. There's a phone by the hot tub in that space. I call the front desk. I'm like, hey, this hot tub is cold. The woman says, oh, okay, I'll send somebody over. Little do I know. Cruel joke. That this is just the beginning of a real standoff between me and the hotel staff. Okay? Management. Management. Staff. Management. Staff. Foot soldiers. (laughs) Long story long, this is just the way this pool and this hot tub are. And nobody will admit it. Mm -hmm. That works for this hotel. Well, temperature in general was a bit of a uh, challenge in this building because in the hallway there was a... (laughs) When we arrived, the heat was on in our hall. In the thick of August summer. Which I phoned down, told them, hey, the heat's on in the hallway. Then some time goes by, nothing's been done. I go to the front desk. I'm like, hey, the heat's on in the hallway. You get a lot of like yesing like curtis will take care of that yeah okay curtis meanwhile curtis is definitely strung out on some sort of meth or opioid i'm gonna say meth because he was showing up for work (laughs) um and 
in a very like oversized under armor polo polo like it's under armor but like under armor provided the shirts for the hotel brand yeah <laughs> it's like down to his knees he's like always drinking some sort of soda or like you know tropical fruit drink that's not real monster energy he's it's doing a monster energy what he's drinking he's vaping and smoking probably he's, he's, he's he spends so much time in the sun smoking cigarettes but never gets a burn or a tan his skin is like translucent blue <laughs> and so that is who they're sending to deal with things yeah. right okay so what happens never gets turned off what does my hun do go to the car <laughs> Get my trusty screwdriver from the roadside bag, and I take off the faceplate of this heater, take it all the way off like I work there, find that there's a power switch right there under the front panel. I can't. Switch that to off. That hallway is now cool as a cucumber to this day. I wouldn't say it's cool as a cucumber, but heat is not pumping into it. No sort of cool air ever turned on. (laughs) Not even in our room. I guess it did because I had to funnel <laughs> oh god don't get us started on the ac in the room i'm like rigging up curtains to funnel the air so it's but not it's one of those hotels that at first glance you're like oh this is a normal hotel like they did a great job with the real estate picks it's like it's not a motel it's a hotel yeah it's a chain it's, it's a, a chain. Big chain it's a big chain we've probably stayed at them before perhaps you've seen the female scion sex tape if you know what I mean. I don't even know what Perhaps you mean. Perhaps you've spent a night in Paris, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Is that where it was? The sex tape? No, Paris Hilton's sex tape. Was at one of those? No, it's called One Night in Paris. Right, but are you saying... that The hotel we're in is a Hilton brand. Oh, 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 got it, got it. Got it's it. a Hilton... Yeah, it's Hilton. Yeah. It's Hilton. We were at a Hilton. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, we were at one of we were hoodwinked by like it just being a normal like roadside decent hotel. And it was not. It was a full hood. Well, we wanted we wanted the kitchen is really we We wanted wanted the the kitchen kitchen and we we wanted wanted the closing door because when you've got a child and there's sleep, there's logistics. You got to got to trick that baby into thinking they're in a cave and that they're safe and you can close the door and when they go to bed, you can get back to living your life. And we also didn't want to pay extra for an Airbnb. So anyways, blah, blah, blah. You think you're in a normal hotel. You're not. Turns out they're pumping heat when there should be AC. There's a broken table in the living room. There's they're not really deep cleaning anything, even though there's signs about COVID protocols everywhere. The fucking hot tub is cold. The pool is hot. Okay. Like <laughs> that is what is going on. And Peggy, she's the one with the best instincts about the place because she walked in. <laughs> That's so she walked right in and pissed on the floor and was like, this place is trash. Which she literally has not done since like the first six months of having her. Like, I can't even remember a time where she like peed indoors anywhere. Yeah. So she did have the best instinct. She was like, oh, this place is going to be garbage. Psst. Now, with that said, I will say we loved Bruce. Yes. He was on staff. We talked to him every single day. He was we had so sweet. Very nice pleasantries with him coming and going. 
Richard checked me in. I believe he checked you in at the front desk. He was very nice and helpful for me. But he was, and he actually was the only person that kind of acknowledged some of these issues, these like recurring issues, like where he would be like, yeah, that's been going on for a long time. Like you could tell he was frustrated by the goings on, but he also was wearing two glasses. Yeah, Richard can see... (laughs) He can see any problem coming from a mile away because he's wearing literally two sets of prescription glasses, not one on his head and one on his face. No, no, they're stacked. They're, he's doing. They're in an array in front of his eyeballs. He heard that you could do, you could have bifocals put into your regular glasses, and he said, "No, no, no, thank I want you." One focals. I want two sets of one focals. Sandwiched on top. I want to constantly be fluttering about with one set or the other, depending on what I'm looking at. And you know what? I'm thinking about getting a set of contacts. (laughs) I want to see the surface of the fucking moon. Oh, it was such a fucking cast of characters. Then there was another woman at night who, like, we liked in a way, who actually wasn't around much after, like, the first few days. But who like made a comment about like what she thought was your breath? I don't really know. So yeah, this is Yolanda, and the day this is before, Yolanda. <laughs> the day before we checked out, I went to go talk to Yolanda about getting the room turned over for the next employee who would be taking my place. And I'm talking to her, and I'm telling her we're le- we're all leaving, so we need this room cleaned. We need it vacuumed because Peggy was there. We need the full pet cleaning. Which we and, don't trust because we asked for a full cleaning and it didn't yeah. happen while we were there. And she's like writing this down on the cleaning list or whatever, which nothing's digital in this place. No. It's all a system of clip, a scrap sheet. clipboards, scrap sheet. <gasps> There's definitely a clipboard and they are doing the numbers, but poorly, yes. very poorly. I just realized you're talking about Pete Zia. I know right I'm now. jumping around from a people that know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm talking to Yolanda for a good two and a half minutes and suddenly I realize she's no longer paying attention and she's just looking at me with this blank look. So I stopped talking and she goes, did you have celery? And I was like, huh? She's like, I smell celery. I was like, uh, no, I, I hope I don't smell weird. And she's like, mm, all right. Anyway, so what did you need? And I'm like, never in customer service history have they told you comment on smells that you're smelling around the paying yeah, customer if you've got if you're catching a whiff remark on it address it yeah especially while they're asking you to do something that's for sure and i'll tell you what i can't remember the last time i've had celery <laughs> you know what could have been worse like there definitely could have been a worse smell oh, that yeah. she was inquiring yeah. about yeah, it, there was just so much odd behavior like that. The one time I called Richard to see oh, yeah. if there was a package or something. He said he was using his sense of humor and he said, oh, I can't tell you that because, you know, I don't like you very much. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, huh. He's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Like, okay. I don't want jokes from people. Especially when nothing is getting done properly in the fucking space. So then it just became, it just became fodder for us basically to be like, well, Well, this is what you get. It took you probably a 72 hour period to to get to that. Yeah, I had a few days. Well, so it ended, (laughs) 
it ended with my obsession over the pool and hot tub, which was the first few days. I actually spoke to the GM, who I did not know was the GM, and he was gaslighting me like fully, like basically it was just negging me being like, Oh, well somebody's asking for some like a different temperature earlier this morning. Like he's complaining to me about all the different temperatures well, people are complaining to him about. Didn't wasn't one of his first lines to you. Like you were like, yeah, the hot tub is cold. Did he say something like, yeah, well it's personal preference. He was saying personal preference about the pool. And okay. I, and so, but he was like, saying that before addressing the hot tub like i had brought up both and i think i probably ended on the pool and so he was like well personal preference about the pool temperature and i'm like so are people preferring the hot tub to be cold and he goes well no the 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 hot tub that that's a problem and i was like so the hot tub's a problem but the very hot pool is not a problem and he was like well you know somebody comes to me in the morning and they want a hotter pool and i'm like yeah, but like this is so hot I can't even bring my child into it because it's not safe. And he was like, "Well, I mean, he just was like dancing around. At no point was there an apology or like we're working on it. It was all just like negging me and I was like I kind of, you know, huffed and puffed and he was like, "Well, no, no." And I was like, "You're basically just telling me anything I'm saying is wrong." And he was like, "No, no, no." So then he would try to like dial it back a little bit but then would just come back with the same Everybody was telling me way too much about the ins and outs too being yeah. like oh the meter and the this and yeah. curtis and yeah i'm like i don't care yeah. i don't care it's something is wrong tell me you're working on it i should have went right back to my car gotten out my trusty phillips head <laughs> screwdriver and gone in there to see that they i honestly i in my heart of hearts i believe that they screwed the wrong pipe into the yes. heater yes like i think it was that hot yeah. And it was never fixed. So then I became obsessed. And anytime I saw somebody coming or going from the pool, I would ask them what their experience was like. And every single time people were just confirming what I already knew. Yeah. But just not everybody cares enough to say anything. Right. Yeah. And it's like we were staying there. That was the beginning of a 10 day stay. So I was like obsessed. Yeah. So it ends with me. I've spoken to Richard. I've spoken, spoken to Yolanda. I've spoken to the general manager. Now I'm speaking to Maurice. Okay. And I said to him, I waited a whole like five to seven minutes of him checking in this woman very slowly. And then I said, I just want to talk to you about the pool hot tub situation. I've spoken to Richard. I've spoken to Yolanda. I've spoken to your GM who actually was very rude to me. Um, I just want somebody to tell me this isn't going to be fixed while I'm here because it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And I keep talking about it and everybody acts like, oh, it's taken care of now. But like, it just seems like it's a persistent problem. Oh, and I went full, full Karen and I saw on TripAdvisor and Google reviews that people months ago we're complaining about this. So this has been going on for months, yeah, which that... I also told the general manager. I was like, well, on TripAdvisor and Google, <laughs> people complain about this. So clearly. I was, I was thinking that seems like a mistake to uh, to go online. Like I will. Then I was just looking for like, I'm not crazy. Like somebody please. And the reviews were like fucking terrible of this yeah, place. Yeah. 
Um, that was one of many things. Like there was like hot water wasn't working for like a number of for like a period of time. <laughs> now it's too hot. Whatever. So I like say all this to Maurice. He won't give it to me. He won't. He won't just be like, it's not working. I should move on. Like that was that's what I wanted somebody to tell me that just like I wanted somebody to lean in with their hand over their mouth and be like, you're right. It's messed up. Nobody's going to fix it while you're here. We're kind of a mess here. I'm really sorry. Things are all over the place. Honestly, if somebody had just said that to me, I would have been like, thank you. Thank you. Okay, got it. I move on. But he wouldn't do it. He was doing the same thing where he's telling me way too much technical information about the tubes and the systems and the this and that. So I said, okay, I'm going to take that as it not working the whole time I'm here. I've talked to who I can talk to. Your general manager is a very rude man. Thanks for listening. And I left. And you walked off and Curtis was in the background just slow clapping. Like, (laughs) finally... Finally, somebody's saying the things I've no, been wanting Curtis to No, Curtis was asleep in the back with his vape hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. And then they were like, Curtis, go fix the pool. And he was like, what? <laughs> and he took a slug of monster energy and he went and reset the temperature again for no goddamn reason. Ugh. And he's probably still doing that today. Well, we know Bruce <sighs> got a different job. He's now working happy about in that. a mailroom at a much bigger company. We're happy and about that for Bruce. That's really exciting. I think his last day was our last day, and that feels <laughs> feels poetic in some way. But you know, viewer, how you stay somewhere for too long, and so you just get too entrenched in the ins and outs of like a world that isn't really yours, yeah. but you just become a part of it for yeah. this period of time, and... I think there's yeah. a construction worker living in the hall and uh Oh yeah, I saw those trucks. I started seeing him like regularly. Like I learned what his vape schedule was <laughs> and that it synced up with Peggy's walk schedule and Ugh. uh I'm just thinking like is that guy there for like months on end? Like I I think something I learned is I have an insanely high tolerance for discomfort. Discomfort or like things being a little weird or whatever when i'm alone uh but once you're all there but it's once like, i'm in the picture and i'm like oh what's this oh what's this you paying attention to this you didn't talk to him about this what the hell is this <laughs> like like shut up lady yeah. no uh, and i have like zero tolerance but, for discomfort but it's also like i want you know i want you i want to give you all the best i can give or be helpful in some way and uh yeah like i think it's just not feasible for us to all be doing trips like that. But we, you know, we had to learn. We had to learn that lesson. And, you know, I actually, when I went into physical therapy yesterday, which was my first day back, and I kind of just like vomited at my physical therapist, who's like a very sweet young woman. Um, but I, before I walked in, I said to myself, don't say that it was a terrible trip because it wasn't. Yeah. It was very challenging. And yeah. I tried to remember that that is what I wanted to relay that like there were beautiful moments. We enjoyed the outdoors. We had Fran and Peggy were having a great time. Yeah. So to not just like put this word terrible on the whole time because of like, 
us feeling stressed in different ways and at different levels. So I'm trying to like, she, and she's sort of this funny, like Pollyanna type of woman who's like new to New York City. And like, this is her first like serious job, I think. So like anytime you so show any sort of like something was difficult or it was a hard time, she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, it was very challenging, but we learned a lot. I can do more than I think I can do when it comes to children and pet ownership. And that's valuable information. Yeah. So, you know, I think there was valuable information. It had its challenges. It had its nice moments. We learned what we don't want to do anymore and what works for us, you know? Fran arrived walking some and left as a walker. She left opening the front door. <laughs> yeah, she, she got home back home and she now can escape our apartment if she wants to, yeah. which is scary. Well... What do you think? I think we covered a lot of material. There's we started with ground. the collapse of society down to the minutia and collapse of a Hilton of some mm -hmm. kind of Hilton chain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the th scary thing is it won't collapse. It's no. too big to fail. Like that location will keep getting rougher and rougher until they just bulldoze the building. Right. It's so cheaply made. Well, and it's the whole never, building. I think what we realize is that there's no motivation to fix anything in this place because it's in a town that it will always be busy because yeah. it's like in a college town. So there will always be a need. A lot of turnover. The turnover is always and consistent. So it's like there's no motivation because people are just like coming and going all the time. Where yeah. I would think initially, oh, people staying here for long periods of time, obviously they're going to want to like make things nice. Build it right. The opposite is true. <laughs> I also had to fix a cabinet upon, upon moving Oh yeah, in. you fixed it. <laughs> you are fully the I, dad from the Mitchells versus the machines. I should just become a handyman. No, here we've gone my, over this. Here comes we've my gone over this. pipe dream again. We've gone over this. What is an enjoyable hobby for you of fixing things is not a life calling. Okay. Well, I do have a college gig this weekend, heading out to Indiana Woo! for a Monday morning show. We got a third variant on the loose. He's hitting the road, baby. Yes. <laughs> I'll be wearing a KN95 yes. on my asshole and my face. Oh, also, we got to show the we got to show the viewer this haircut. Oh, yeah. I got He's my back, haircut. baby. I got He's my back. haircut. Um... So yeah, we're hopefully we're back. We'll try to you're back. Try to record more. Because I know all four of show. you will miss us. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say about? Oh, I don't know. I don't. We've know. hit our sweat quotient. Yeah. I think you and Madonna are wearing the same thing. Yeah, baby. What is that animal print she's in? It's like a white cheetah. I'm in it up and in it for your love. You guys remember that hit? It's one of my faves, actually. So, y'all, we love you. We miss you. Thanks for listening. And hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.